Welcome to The Bachelor Breakdown, where we break down the game of life. Especially the games that men play. I'm your girl, Erica. I'm Ashley. Let's break it down. That's right. Today, we are going to be breaking down those friendships that go south. <sighs> it's the worst. It's the worst. We I all want those things, right? when friendships. When friendships end, it's worse than a breakup. You know what? Okay, I was thinking about this. I was like, is it worse than a breakup? You know what? Maybe it is because not that I share more like personal information with my girlfriends, or maybe I do. I feel like it's, I feel like most of your friendships, well, in my experience, I feel like most of my friendships, I, I've had before I ever had like a long-term, extreme long-term relationships. Like yeah. I have friendships that I've had for over 20 years and one of them ended sadly. And it, I feel like it was harder than, harder than my relationship ending. And how long, how long was that relationship again? We were friends for 22 years. You guys go back to the playground. Okay. Most of our lives. Like I, this, I've known this person since I was 11 years old, middle school, starting middle school. And we, we, we went through everything together. We, all of middle school, high school, um, college relationships, kids, um, her marriage, like all these milestones. And it, it was just, it was over like that. And I think the hardest part of it was that we didn't have a conversation. We literally talked one day and we never spoke again. I've had, I had a recent situation like that. Um, And the friendship wasn't as long as yours. It was one of those friendships. I kind of also, I, I love my friendships that I've had that have, you know, lasted years, 10, 15 years. And I hold those relationships really close, but you know, as I get older, I'm very private, much more so private than ever. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. So the people that I bring into my life now as an adult, like I want you in my life because I really don't have time (laughs) much. And if I'm bringing you in, it's for me, I see you as someone who's an asset in my life. Like you make life better, whether it's our conversation, whether it's spending time, whether it's our shared interest. And so I had a friendship, I think it's been about four years, um, that all of a sudden she just kind of ghosted me. I would reach out, I would say different things and she wouldn't communicate. And I found out through another friend that she had an issue, I guess, due to my lack of communication which I'll say, yes, she was better at communicating, but it didn't mean that I cared less about the relationship or friendship there. It's just that I was going through something where I literally felt like I was trying to keep my head above water. Mm -hmm. And even responding to DMs and text messages would give me anxiety because I just had so much going on emotionally, mentally, as well as with work commitments that for me, every day was like, just let me make it through. Let me keep my head above water. And for me, I felt this individual, I could go reach out and talk to her and say, hey, what's going on? But for me, I decided it's not worth it because if she valued the friendship, she would come to me as an adult and say, hey, girl, I'm really feeling like, you know, 
I haven't seen you. Where have you been? You've been MIA. I'd love to hear from you more. And that would be my cue as a caring friend to say, okay, hey, I'm going through stuff, but I need to step up for my friend because she show up. Right. So is that kind of what happened with you guys? Or I just feel like so my personality um, is very much I can I can take a lot of stuff. Right. And I'm not I don't feel like I'm an unreasonable human being. Like I realize like people have their own shit and people have dealt with their own trauma and people have gone through their own experiences in life that have shaped them into who they are. And it's not my position to judge. It's not my position to try to fix anything. And because I have a really um, informed perspective. Really quick, I hate to interrupt you, but this is something you said that is so true with what you just said. You said it's not your responsibility to judge or this or that, but it's also not your responsibility to take someone's bad behavior and deal with it, right? You said that. That's exactly it. And and because of my own trauma, that was my programming. That was what I've always done. Like accepted mm-hmm. people's bad behavior as that's just how they are, no. which is not okay. Like it's, it's not, not okay, okay to just say, oh, that's just how they are. No, because no. I hate to interrupt you, but this has me passionate right here because <laughs> I always say, people say, oh, that's just how she is or that's just how she operates. Let me tell you this. When someone respects something, when they hold it dear, you know how to act right. I say the best example is this. You can have a guy or a girl or a kid that wilds out and acts a fool, right? But if a cop or someone that can put them in a position where they you know, have to really pay for their actions is around, don't they act straight? I, I agree. And it's, it's like the no, same thing. It's like that you. saying, like people treat you, you teach people how to treat you. 100%. I actually taught people that my needs didn't matter. They could say and do whatever because I was just going to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think in that friendship, it was, it was like an unknown written rule that, you know, you can say and do whatever and actually she just won't trip yeah. or, um, so you're taking responsibility for that. I'm taking, I totally, totally take responsibility for my part and mm-hmm. of, of the friendship ending because yeah. I played a role in it. I feel like you, I feel like every, anytime anything ends, the people involved play a role 100%. in it ending. Um, so it wasn't just like we stopped speaking and I, it was all her fault. No, I played a part in it, but also over the years, because I didn't speak up and say, Hey, I don't like that. Or I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't like when you say this to me, or I don't like when you do this. And part of that, because I didn't feel like she could take criticism. Like I didn't feel like she could take me saying. You were coddling her. I was coddling her. You were coddling her, but it came to your own detriment. Absolutely. And because I didn't say anything and I allowed certain behaviors and it was just, you know, your relationships have those dynamics Mm -hmm. and when you don't speak up and when you don't voice what you need or what you want or what you like or what you don't like mm-hmm. any relationship that sets you up for failure in the end. And, so and the truth is you made a good point. There is what came to my mind is that, you know, you were trying to appease her to be gentle with her, right? Because of your care. But as I've gotten older, 
and I've been doing the work, I realize that if I value a friendship that's romantically or just, you know, a friendship with someone, if I want to keep that, I've got to voice my issues from the get-go so we can get in there together so we understand each other so we can operate so that we can keep this friendship going so both parties are being seen and heard. Right. And what I realize now is that I didn't have, I thought I knew what she could handle. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, when you think you know what someone can handle, I thought she can't handle me saying how I feel, but maybe that was really just me, like Mm -hmm. not wanting to go there, not wanting to go there or, or being afraid that if she couldn't handle it, the friendship would end. So I just allowed certain things to be said and certain things to be done and just got, you know, got over it. Well, it was, I guess, my final straw. I don't really, it wasn't really my final straw. It was, we both had gone through similar situations in relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And my relationship ended. Mm -hmm. And I, it was, it was how, what ultimately ended our friendship was how we showed up for each other and and how we supported each other. Mm We didn't meet each other's needs. It was that it was that game. It was at that the buzzer is about to ring. How'd she show up? Right? So when she was showing up for me, she was showing up how she wanted someone to show up for her. So when mm. she was showing up for me, my relationship had ended and she would say, Oh, things will be fine. You'll get back together. Um, mm. it'll all work out. When that's not what I wanted to hear. That's yeah. not what I needed to hear. But because I didn't say anything. That was how she comforted and cared for and, you know, consoled me. But it didn't serve me. But because mm-hmm. I think I'm, you know, in the moment, at that time, I thought I was more spiritually involved. You know, some people like, and I'm, I've been guilty of this. Yeah. When you go to therapy and you work on yourself, you think you're more emotionally um, mature or mm-hmm. more spiritually involved and you can handle certain things right so when she was telling me like oh you'll be fine you'll get back together he'll realize things and you know it'll all work out I should have said that's not what I want mm-hmm. that's really not what I want to hear and it's I, not healthy for you it's uh, it's not the relationship that I even want yeah. anymore and I don't need you to say that like I mm-hmm. should have translated that in, in mm-hmm. somehow to her yeah but I didn't mm-hmm. so in her time of need and wanting to be consoled and wanting me to show up for her. You're giving her the reality check that you wanted. I said to her what I wanted to hear. And she didn't want to hear that. And she was very offended that I said it. And because of it, because I didn't, because I was just honest. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't malicious that what I said to her, um, but I did explain, like, I can't tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I feel and I have to be honest with you because I feel like in our friendships, like our, our close friendships should be mirrors, right? Should, or should be of safe course. places for people to share with us, one, what they see, but also what we don't even, what we don't even know. Like, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Like, I don't know. We're everything. supposed to water each other. We're supposed to help right. each other grow. Like, exactly. So I couldn't tell her what she wanted to hear. I had to tell her the truth from my perspective. And it blew everything up. 
But the thing is, you can't be mad at yourself because you did, in my opinion, what was right. And unfortunately, that friendship ended. But that friendship might have ended because it has nothing to do with you. It could just be that she's embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? That she was embarrassed or I don't know. She, Yeah, maybe she didn't hear what she wanted to hear. But at the end of the day, I think as a friend, you did the best that you could do with where you were coming from to try to help your friend. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I think the hardest part was that everyone is like always looking for for closure, right? Yeah. We never had a conversation. Like we had our exchange Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I asked a few times, like, can we have a conversation? Like never. She was not receptive. Not receptive. We, we never spoke since. And you haven't um, run into each other, nothing. Um, no. We've seen, I mean, we've been in the same spaces at the same time, not close together. Um, but no. no. I mean, do you find, because you've been through heartbreak, you know, in the romantic side, it, was this harder for you with this girlfriend that you've had of 22 years? Do you find that was harder than the romantic relationship for you? Um, more so because there wasn't the closure that you just mentioned. I feel like it was harder, hard in a different way. I don't know if it was necessarily, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily like harder in the ways that they're very different. I feel like in my romantic relationship, we have children, we have to be around each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's hard to navigate when there's so much there. With friendships, like with that, I feel like it was a clean break. Like it wasn't, it still had to process the fact that I did, we didn't get to have a conversation. And after 22 years, you just won't have a conversation with someone. That was hard Mm -hmm. to process. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it was hard in a different way because this was someone that was like a sister. Yeah, it was like it was family. Yeah, and we've been around each other longer than than the relationship that I was in, and I feel like that was like a fa- like losing a family member. Do you feel Which, like you're still going through it? Is there closure there for you, even though? Oh, it's closure because I feel like no matter what, mm-hmm. I'm not unreasonable, mm-hmm. and even though we might. We may have like even if even if we did have a conversation and and we didn't see eye to eye and we still weren't going to be friends like I I I would have had a conversation right mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't even get a conversation it let it informed me that what I valued in the friendship is not what she valued one hundred percent and when you feel like when you realize people don't value 100%. the relationship in the same ways that you value it you see mm-hmm. things a little differently. A hundred percent. And that was the thing with my friendship that, you know, and this is a big thing, I think, for a lot of people that are still going through this. It's like, well, how do I find closure? The answer is sometimes you're not going to. And finding closure is just letting it go, letting that person go, because it takes two in a romantic relationship and a friendship, any kind of relationship, work relationships, both parties have to be involved. And if one is not willing to speak or to take the time to communicate something that is bothering them or not, then guess what? That relationship is already broken. 
I'm not going to talk to him blue in the face to get across to you if you are not receptive. It is what mm-hmm. it is. I have a million things going on in life. I And the one thing I think you realize, because I know you're this kind of friend, and this is the thing that I realized with me, whereas in the past, I would have gone and reached out to this, this person and be like, well, what's going on? And what's, Now I don't do that. I don't have time for it. No. Because I've realized I am not, I know myself, I'm not the girlfriend that's going to text you every day. It's just not going to happen. I don't enjoy the phone. I'm not a talker on the phone. I might, let's go break some bricks. I love to eat, but let's go break some bread, get one-on-one talk or grab a coffee. But I am not a phone person. I am not a texter. I don't enjoy it. Okay. It's not me. Don't try to make me something I'm not. It People who try, it doesn't work. Ask my exes. Okay. So <laughs> for me, I'm not that friend. But I am that friend that if you call me at three, four, five o'clock in the morning or at midnight, I'm 100% there. I don't care if you're on the side of the road. I don't care if you're in jail. I don't care. I am there. I am ride or die when you need me. When it's at the end of the play and you got to make that winning shot, that's me, boo-boo. So for me... That's why I know who I am as a friend. I know where I lack in the communication part, but I'm very much so upfront about who I am. So I think it's once you realize what you bring to the table and who you are, it's much easier to just let those go because there's always a season and a reason, right? I agree. And actually, getting to our scouting report, mm-hmm. um, according to a an article in Psychology Today, mm. most friendships can be the reason why most friendships um end can be categorized into four categories selfishness infrequent interaction romantic involvement and perceptions Um, and compared to men women are more likely to indicate selfishness and romantic involvement as important factors in ending a friendship which i think is right in alignment with your and my experience um because I do feel like, I hate to label it selfishness, but when someone doesn't reciprocate or you can't be yourself or um, doesn't understand, for example, your schedule, mm-hmm. your life, when someone can't lend compassion and empathy and understanding to you, mm-hmm. um, it's bound to go to hell. No. But also, like, oh, we didn't even talk about this. What? The way, what did the way men about? influence women's friendships. Oh, my gosh. Well, that doesn't happen with me. <laughs> but, yes, I've had friends that let that influence them. Or I've had friends. I, I will have to say, I would think. I, I actually did that. I allowed my relationship to influence my friendships <laughs> because it was it didn't happen in the beginning. But, but it happens. It happens. It's like. But, you become so consumed with someone else's needs that you- 100%. And it's, I get it. I'm, you, I'm plain, but I totally understand. Yeah, you lose it. yourself. You for, you don't cultivate and nurture those relationships or you're so miserable with the motherfucker that you is. I know. That you, I know. that you can't even realize or be happy for your friend who's thriving and not- You're exhausted trying to figure out your escape plan. <laughs> I mean, digging trenches to get out is exhausting. It is, but I also feel like some women in relationships can be, for example, if if I'm single and I'm friends with someone who's in a a committed relationship, 
I think there is tension that could build between the single friend and the married friend because the single friend is like, hey, come on. Like they remember the friend before the relationship. But that's also that friend being mature enough to understand, okay, like, yes, you guys were girls back in the day, but things are different. They Mm -hmm. do have a different priority now. They've made a commitment to someone, the ultimate commitment, which is an absolutely beautiful thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a friend, you have to respect that. They're not going to be at your beck and call. The other thing you have to understand, her husband or partner might not be down with them hanging out with your single butt who's ready to go to the bar. You know, I mean, it's just understanding, once again, dynamics change, a you know, there's people are in your life for sometimes a season and a reason, and you got to trust that. Um, yeah. But how, like when you were in your relationship, do you feel like you kind of let some of your girlfriends down or was it hard for you to navigate? Did you find maybe it made tension in your relationship, your romantic relationship? I just feel like I did let a lot of my friends and family down. Like I I prioritized my relationship so much mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and what my, my ex needed because I, it it was all me. Like if I didn't, then you're saying it wasn't even your ex trying to put that on you. You did it. I think a lot. No, of I just I did it. I did it because I I felt like if I didn't show up for him, um, not that I would be punished, but it would be a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be a problem if I didn't show up for him in all the ways that he needed me or wanted me to. And that did, for example, like I would get invited to go on trips with my girlfriends or come to like my family stuff. And I would be like, I can't because I have to go do this. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, if this is another thing, I had a friend that she wouldn't do any girls trips or outings with us because she said, well, if I do it, I have to allow him to do it. And I'm not going to do anything with us because you know, you know me, like our fun is going to grab like a latte. Like we're very PG Um, where she says him and his friends were going and maybe at the strip club and, you know, getting the steak and lobster down at, you know, so she was like, I'd rather just not deal with it. I didn't feel like that because my ex did whatever he wanted to do anyway. It didn't (laughs) matter if I did, if I went with the girls or if I didn't, Mm. but I think part of me in that situation was oh, when he finally did want to do stuff with me, mm-hmm. I need to be there. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, in, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't know what yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Again. 100%, 100%. But I feel like a lot of the times he would only ask or want to include me in things when he knew I could be somewhere else with my friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I only got, like, included when – when some when another invitation mm-hmm. had been extended, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. Yeah, well, that's because- the same. People do that all long. It's just kind of like you'll be dating guys, and all of a sudden they see you in a new relationship. Then they pop up, right? Yeah, they want what you know. So, yeah, but I do. So I do feel like relationships and men play yeah. a role in 100%. the um, the ending of friendships. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to navigate your home life with the man you love it's and sick. your friendships who, you, you know, your homegirls, like, again, if you're, you're close and they're safe spaces, your mm-hmm. homegirls girls are going to tell you, bro, you're not acting the same. Yeah. Or I see this. And if you mm-hmm. don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. you shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know, if that is a perceived threat to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you end the friendship. 
I mean, one thing I know about women, mm -hmm. they usually stick by their man. Oh, 100%. Did you, have you ever felt like mom guilt? I feel a lot of, you know, women that say they have kids, it's hard for them also to make time for their friends because, I mean, you're a mom raising two kids by yourself. I mean, your schedule is insane. Like, I'm exhausted thinking about your schedule. Do you... And you're really good at making time though. I have to say you're, you're just great at it. But do you ever feel guilty? Like if you were like your kids are home and it's like your friends want you to go out, would you rather, do you feel like mom guilt? Like leaving the kids? No, not never, never, never feel mom guilt. No, no. (laughs) I have a lot of friends who do feel mom guilt, Yeah, but I feel like when you're, my kids are older, when your kids are younger, maybe, Yeah, but I feel like my kids are older. They've had me to themselves mm-hmm. since they were born. Yeah. So now I I feel finally like I'm with them all the time. Yeah. Mom guilt doesn't affect me and my friendships. Like that's good. I and I all of my like friends mm-hmm. have kids that are similar yeah. ages. So mm-hmm. we either travel yeah. together or oh, we're all trying to find. I, it is hard because I do have a lot of friends that live. Um, in different states, mm-hmm. it is hard for us to coordinate schedules. I can imagine. Um, in order to like plan something. Everyone's like, spring break is probably different. Yeah. I have a friend who's turning 40 and she's like, we're like, pick a weekend, but she's <laughs> picked like three weekends and we all have like something. We're like, I don't know. So but hard we get it. And I, I, I do feel that when you do have close connected friendships, um, and they understand, like, you have a shared experience. They understand, like, the responsibilities that you have. They don't get mad at you when you can't show up. They understand. No. It's only when it is selfish, like, all about mm-hmm. you all the time mm-hmm. that it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, and it kind of leads us into our in-game adjustments. Like, yeah. how do you, if your friendship feels off, like, mm-hmm. what do you do? I think, I think you have to gauge it. And I think it's, you said a lot of women mention selfishness as it, I think it's okay. Especially if you're going through a season, that's a little bit more turbulent Mm -hmm. to say, you know what? I got to shave the fat. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but sometimes you got to cut the fat off. Right. Mm -hmm. And if someone is not feeding you, they got to go. Life is too hard these days. <laughs> I mean, it is. And I feel like you don't need that no. added stress or no. pressure or expectation. Because we have enough, right? Because we have enough commitments we can't change. Exactly. You have a commitment to be a mother 24-7. That job does not end, right? You no. have certain things that you have to deal with, right? To keep your world and your children's world going safe and sound, right? Right. So if someone interferes with that ecosystem, that you have created that safe place for not only you, but your children. If they come in and they want to change it up, mm -mm. no, you've got to go. But you also have to be honest. Like, I feel like if you're in a spot where you feel like your friendship is off or something's not right, or if you were like me and you were like, I can tolerate this. This is fine. No, you have to be honest. You have to tell your friend how you feel. You have to put yourself in a vulnerable position to say and face the fear of, if I say this, if I communicate this in an empowered, respectful, loving Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. they might not like it. 
and they might stop talking to me, which mm-hmm. you have to realize if that is the case, mm-hmm. how, how much did that relationship really serve you? Yeah. Was it helping you grow and evolve or was it really keeping you mm-hmm. um, in, in a lower vibration? Like yeah. you have to, you can't accept someone's bad behavior no, um, because that's who they are or, no. or you think that they won't be able to handle your feelings or your truth mm-hmm. because that is an indicator that it's not a healthy relationship. And you just also have to trust your gut. And like I said, you have to gauge everything differently. What I was trying to say, and I didn't say it elo- eloquently, was if someone is going to mess up my ecosystem and mess up what I'm building for myself and my peace, sometimes I don't need to have a conversation. And as much as this friendship that recently ended bothers me, and I wish she had come and just said, hey, Erica, I wish you would do this. I also have to respect that she knows herself and she knows what's best for her. And maybe she felt, you know what? It's not even worth a conversation. I have to respect that. But since she's not coming to me, I have to say, you know what? She might just be at that place where it's not even worth a conversation for her. Now, does that hurt? Yeah, it hurts. I adored her. I mean, she was so much fun, you know, very kind, very welcoming to me. But I have to respect that maybe for her, with what she has going on in her life, I'm just not feeding her where she feels it's worth it. And that's okay. And that's what you have to gauge for yourself. Sometimes it's not even worth a conversation. And that informs you and you take what you need and you move on. Um, And also realizing that like forever doesn't apply to all relationships. It doesn't. And relationships, they change over time. The dynamic of them, they change over time, everything evolves, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like that saying, there, there are reasons and seasons that for people everybody. come into your life. Some stay forever, some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that as you grow and evolve, your circle will too. Mm-hmm. And all things end. Like we have this delusional thought that things last forever. No, everything ends. You, you're born, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one thing that we know for certain in life. and just because something ends and this is what I really want people to understand yeah just because something ends just because your relationship ends it does not mean that the love didn't exist that's gone that is true that's something I have myself I believe that love is energy Mm -hmm. it can't be created it can't be destroyed Mm -hmm. we simply tap into Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in your relationships it, it it expands them and Mm-hmm. when the relationship ends it just goes from like an active phase to, to an inactive phase like you're right it does I, not end it does not end like I feel like my friend that we were friends for 22 years we're not friends anymore mm-hmm. we will probably never be friends again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but the love I have for her didn't, yeah didn't and go she, away she called you tomorrow me knowing you you're gonna still be there for her. probably not okay <laughs> Hey, it's probably okay. not. Um, I'm sure there's more there deeper. Yeah, I I probably ain't gonna be there. I you know, know what I'm saying? Okay. But I don't hate her. Yeah, I don't. There's no bad blood. Like there's nothing that I can say negatively about her, and I'm not going to. I'm not gonna say I, there's no because there's love. There was love there in the beginning, and I feel like there's love there now. And it's just inactive. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like people think that when your friendship ends, you, you know, you have to hate them or talk shit about no, them. No, 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 no. That's what you're not going to get from me. And I'm not going to do anything 
today that no. I know would intentionally hurt her. Still no, not going to do it. 100%. Because I feel like mm-hmm. who we were in that relationship was solid. Yeah. yeah. With all the flaws and all mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. All the dynamics. But I don't, you don't, if you ever love someone, just because it ends doesn't mean you don't love them anymore. A hundred percent. And you don't have to go around intentionally harming them or, or never. Yeah. Um, if it was real bad love, mouthing them or bad mouthing them, right? If it was real love, then that's what it should always be. A hundred percent. And there should just remain in respect there. You know, my friendship that ended recently. And the truth is, I mean, I really haven't had many friendships that have ended. I've had it where like maybe we just grow apart and we might not talk for years, but mm-hmm. we're always the same when we come back. This is the first time where I had it where this person like was like, I'm done with you, which I was like, oh, whoa, like I've never dealt with this. <laughs> I'm like the cool one. Why don't you want to be friends with it? Like, what's wrong with you? But you know, you have to like, I had to get over my ego of it. And then I had to really put myself in her shoes and say, okay, she's someone who's very communicative. She's yeah. a good friend. Okay, she probably felt like here I am, like, and she was someone that when I moved to Miami, very much so took me under her wing. She mm-hmm. introduced me to her friend. She was not selfish in her time, very kind. Like she honestly made my experience in Miami what it was. So I'm gonna always be grateful for her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna always adore her. There's no one you're gonna have more fun with. Like she's just fun. Mm-hmm. But if she came to me today and acted like nothing happened, we both know what happened. I'd be cool with it, but I am not going to reach out. Right. And that comes with knowing my worth and knowing mm-hmm. that a friendship that's supposed to last, we got to both be willing to communicate. Amen. And also I have to respect that maybe she doesn't want a conversation with me. Maybe she's just over me. I don't know why, but maybe <laughs> she is. So you have to respect it. You, you know? have to respect it. Everyone, you have to respect where everyone is. And just let it go. It just is what it, it is. It is what it is. Life will go on. It, it has to. Off. You know? And you learn the lesson mm-hmm. and you move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. This was good. This was therapeutic. This one. <laughs> so much better. You know, because I was harboring this for a while. I was caring. I was like, I'm fine. Forget her. <laughs> But like it hurt. Like it I hurt her. There's sometimes when I'm, you know, I send memes all day when I finally go online. And sometimes I want to send her stuff and I'm like, well, she's just going to ignore it. So I'm not going to like reach out to someone that is not going to respond. Or on her birthday, I wanted to reach out. But I was like, why call someone that's not going to answer? Yeah. And I think it hurts more because there wasn't like a fight. There wasn't like she did this and she did that and vice versa. There wasn't that. So it was almost like, harder because there wasn't this thing of like she was horrible there was nothing <laughs> you know yeah. and I think that's like the worst those, those are the worst, worst endings those yeah. are the worst but there's really no reason there's no reason just... but then you just have to trust like you said there's a season and a reason yeah so it is what it is thank you Ashley this was yeah. so good Thank you, Erica. <laughs> well, we hope, you know, our goal today was to just chat yeah. about, you know, when friendship goes wrong. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they end not so graciously. Yes, and that you is just true. Have to, again, learn the lesson, let it go, not let yeah. it fester, process it. Yes. And know that if you ever love that person, yeah, there will always be love there. Always. Move always. on graciously. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes the door is left open and sometimes it's closed. Yes, sometimes it's closed. Sometimes I might leave it open a little bit. I don't mean it might not close sometimes because I get in my feelings, but I might open it up again. So (laughs) once again, (laughs) a season and a reason, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of The Bachelor Breakdown. Um, We will see you next month with a new episode. And until next time, do you, be you. Love Love you. you.